This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Robert, sir, sorry to have kept you waiting. Then we're going to be coming to to Danny, to Adam, and to Nelly. So, Robert, sir, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good thanks, mate. You're right. Good. I'm sorry. Sorry, we we went banging on about all sorts of stuff there. There was a game of football tonight, wasn't there? What did you think of that? It was a bit turgid in places, a bit like Gary Porter's commentary, which was shocking in itself. <laughs> was Port's not great? No, he wasn't. Well, he was giving one word answers for the first half, which is not good. Second half, he got a bit better. No, uh, he, it's not great for a commentator, to be honest. Um, no, but absolutely not. So, what I was going to say was tonight, just a few uh, comments on some of the players. Um, Jamal Lewis is not worth playing, to be honest. He offers nothing going forward, offers nothing in defence. I'd rather give James Morris or, or play Ken Summer at left back, if I'm honest with you on that one. Nice, um, nice. I'm going with that. Porteous is driving me up the wall. I think he's just rubbish. He, I think he must have had been at fault for two or three of the goals tonight in some aspects um poor clearances can give uh, that kind of thing and he, he's, he's got this habit now of, of trying to be a bit of a Roy King shouting at other teams players when on the pitch or, or when they're on the floor after he's fouled them or uh, shouting at referees if he's going to be a Roy King he's got to play better absolutely agreed on our group I, I put out earlier on I wonder if Ryan Porteous falls over when he's putting his milk on his cereal and somebody replied in my group and said and then he turned around and shout at the milk your point exactly <laughs> Rob you've, you're, you're two for two so far um, this is good stuff I like I don't, on, on we go uh, Tom Daddy Bashiro obviously isn't a right back but when he was I, was, I saw him live at Leicester I saw him at, uh, on Shepherd Wednesday on the Hive Live I saw him today mm-hmm. passing is shocking he gives the ball away so much I just don't I, he's been in the club for long enough I don't see him having a future here to be honest that's just me uh, if we can replace him with someone better then probably what's going to happen to him to be honest do you think that's because he's playing at right back or do you think that in general when you've seen him in the midfield as well? in the midfield I just don't see what he offers you know, he's about fourth or fifth choice centre midfielder isn't he really once he's in if he was playing in his position well when the manager comes to you and says I think you could have a go at right back you're not first choice for midfield absolutely yeah, right very true who else is that Jake Livermore's outstanding by the way, mm. would be absolutely screwed. You, you've said everything I want to say about Dennis. To be honest with you, I thought he was probably one of the worst performances for a long time. Someone playing left wing like that was awful. Who else was there tonight in the team? Yeah, that's the main. I, I thought Ryavich actually played all right, to be fair. I, I thought he came back and, yeah. and, and won a lot of flick ons and did quite well for him. I thought it was I thought it was one of his better, especially the second half. Ironically, I thought yeah. there, there were some times when he came back in and around, as you say, just in front of the penalty box and got it and kept it and moved it on. Um, it's never. I don't think anybody ever feels ill towards him. It's just again, it's just an extension of the frustration. Yeah, exactly. you, you think you look at him and you go, look at the size of you. You do score goals, but where, where else do you contribute? Um, he tried to say, what did you What did you think of Martins? Because obviously he he somewhat splits the room. 
Is he best playing on the right or should he be better, on the left? He's better think? on the left cutting inside. He's better on the left cutting inside. That actually reminded me about Martins. Not so much him, but other players. What is it with our players and not being able to use their weaker foot? I'm sitting there watching games. And oh. it's driving me. Well, Ken Sam has been in the club for six years. He used his right foot five times in six years. <laughs> Honestly, does he not have a right foot? Has he not been trained on the pitch how to use a right foot? His shot in the second half was shocking because he didn't use his right foot. He used his left foot and he dragged it about 10 foot wide of the post. Yeah. No, well, there was the time in the first half before we got the equaliser and I can't remember who it was, played it into him and he took a touch and a touch and by that time it, it's gone. Yeah. We were we were too slow to the ball and too slow to use the ball in yeah. both boxes tonight, I think for me. Yeah, it was frustrating. And as you say, you know, when you haven't got much time, yeah, you use your swinger. But they are professional footballers. They should be able to use both feet. Do you think I should talk about Ken Semmer? He's been at the club since 2018. Is he one of our earners? No, not particularly. Not particularly. We'll move on at the end of the season in terms of saving a bit of money because he's all right, Ken Semmer, but he's not the future, is he? Really? He's no, he's that. He, he I, I, every time I talk about him, I always use the same, and I have to apologise, the same word from. I love seeing him barreling down the right, sorry, down down the left, and he was barreling all over the place in the first half against Leicester with that run that Mian didn't end up going anywhere, but yeah. was a joy nonetheless. I think he's a he's a good person to have in and around. I think he can be incredibly effective mm. on occasions, but there are better technical players, you know, than him. Yeah. And also the way he wants to be, the way Val wants to play is with these inverted wingers. And that doesn't, that never really fits him. He looks much better on the left, but I have to be honest with you today. It was about 30 minutes before I went, Oh, Ken Semmer's playing. Maybe I genuinely hadn't picked him out in an attacking sense. Maybe he should be converted into it. If he's only got a left foot, maybe we should convert him into a left back and then he can do the overlaps. And then it's there, isn't it? He's used him on a few occasions. And of course we have a fine history of that. with Mr. Wilf Rostrum move from a winger because, because Graham Taylor said he looked better when he's got the, the game in front of him. And it was like one of those, Christ, who knew? Maybe that's somewhere to do it because we know he can get forward. We know he's got a good engine. Mm. And if Jamal is going back at the end of the season, which he will do, you've got Morris there. And I appreciate, again, he'll split the room, but yeah. I don't think he's going to split the room next season because I don't think there's going to be much options. No, personally. Talk about options for next season, actually. Now that we're at the point where exactly. we're not going to go up, we're not going to go down realistically. Let's give some of the younger players, let's give Jack Greaves a couple of games off the bench. Let's give Miles Roberts two games before the end of the season and see if he can be a second choice goalkeeper. First, first burst of applause from today. There should have been many more, but I was I wasn't looking at the button to be quite frank. But that one gets one, Rob. That's a superb call. Mm. I would I would like to see that because if that's the way, if that is the direction, and we want to try to do it, there's a number of things that it points out. You remember, crikey, it would have been about ten years ago now because obviously it predated the Potsos mm. when suddenly we'd had the fiftieth academy product yeah. as they call them player actually but product will do who came through and it was like 50 players have come through the academy not all of them will get to play an awful lot but they'll get their chance yeah, and yeah. that's what you sell to the to, to the future player and to the future players parents who are looking at it and going well does he go to man united or man city where he probably won't get a chance or does he come to watford where we have a whole host of players who have at least been given their chance when the opportunities were there to do so yeah. i agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly i would I would encourage that. Let's give, can we please have a press release about what has happened to Toby Adiemo, or whatever his name was, the guy that played up front for who scored a goal against Blackpool. He's not been, I know he's injured or something, but we've not heard a thing for about this. He had, he had an ankle injury that was, and I can't remember what it was, but it was a long-term one. My understanding was he was going to be playing for the under-21s tonight, or certainly travelling. Yeah. So I hope he's on his way back and we'll see, and we'll have a look into that and find out if he did play let's and post something up on the social. Let's give him a proper pre-season in the first team and see what he can do in pre-season. And Because he's a big lad for his age. He's got a chance, isn't he? Guys? But Michael Adepoko is another one you can look at as well. He scored again tonight for the under-21s or whatever they're called now. So it, there's plenty of options for just giving some of these guys a go. And then if they're not good enough then you move them on but they're just sitting in this under 23 system are they going to progress that's the point i'm trying to make really i agree with you you've got to give them a chance you will never know let's be honest right if we'd have had a completely fit team last year when we played away at reading in the cup we might not have seen ryan andrews we might not have known what he was there that he was there because don't forget we were busy he played there in what January the I don't know sixth or seventh whatever date it is for the third round, mm. and and then suddenly we went and we're talking about strange transfers. We went and signed Yao Ferreira because we'd only got 
two other fullbacks already at the two two right backs at the club in Gaspar and in and in Ngakia. And we played Ryan Andrews. And th- why why did we then go and get Ferreira? It, you don't know until you put them in whether or not they have a chance to sink or swim. And sometimes you need to put them in four or five times and then go, yeah, no, it's not. You're going to have to go down in order to come back yeah. up. But in some instances, they will do it. So who Final knows? One on that. James Collins is another one. I know Ben Hurd and he's manager at Hartford and he had James Collins there before he came to Watford. And he's yep. a player apparently, but he needs to be given a chance as well. He's been the first team score. Very well considered. He's out on loan at Haringey Borough at the yeah. moment. I haven't seen how he's getting on, but I know he is very well considered. I think at one stage he was looking at him and Adiyemo and going, which one's going to travel with the first team, etc. And then, of course, Toby got his injury, which is which has seen him out for a little while. But never mind. There we go. There we go. Rob, sir, great call. Thank you so Cheers, much, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate, obviously, no problem, mate. Appreciate it. it's a it's a frustrating night, but we want to get to as many people as we can. So thank you so much for all for calling in, Danny, sir. Hit your uh, hit your mic button. I imagine uh, you're traveling you're traveling west now. <laughs> There you go, sir. Come on then, sir. How was it at the road inside the ground? Did they come over and applaud at the Uh, end and then tell us everything else? we left sort of a minute just before full time, so not sure. But very strange, that game. 2-0 down, it was... I, I, I don't know, 2-0 down, and then we got we worked so hard to get back into it 2-2. So our first half an hour of the second half, we was all over and we were killing them. And then when it went 2-2, I don't know. It seemed like the players didn't know to stick or twist. Did we go for the winner or do we just sit back? They just got caught. And then the way their heads just went after went 3-2 it was a disgrace, in my opinion. The way they just capitulated, disgrace. But um, yeah, very strange day. But again, it's a lack of recruitment spot. Was the uh, and I appreciate that this is obviously you can categorise this in sour grapes. I'm quite happy to have that done. The challenge on Dennis because it would have been right in front of having been a fair few times to to Caro, right yeah. in front of you, your away fans. Was that a foul on him or was it just the fact that I was watching it no, on, it uh, on the nah, uh, on the on the red button? Nah, wasn't a foul. No, nah, uh, I mean see... again, Dennis, Dennis was honestly he was horrific when he came on. Really was. I don't know how many times he lost the ball. I, re- I really I lost cards but it's about the time he lost. But I think he was at fault for the fourth goal. Very literally, I think that was what you're on about. Where got tackled and they scored a fourth goal yeah it was yeah it was he was horrific if you're going to bring on Dennis on now you, you have to bring him on at front because he for, for me he's, he's a striking old winger but yeah I've got him out to cut the play Jamal Lewis he's shocking he really is terrible better, better off just playing Ken Semmer left back J- James Morris I don't think he's up to it although I think James Morris defensively he's probably better than Lewis but James Morris does get pushed off the ball all the time Lewis I, I just think he, he going forward doesn't give us anything defensively doesn't give us anything just I don't yeah, it's just he's, he's not very good. Bear off, like I said, bear off playing Ken Summer. I thought Martin's anonymous. Why he keeps persisting with him on the right? He get the best out of him on the left, cutting in. Ravic, probably one of his better games tonight. I thought did mm-hmm. actually did all right tonight. Got to be honest, especially second half. Wesley Hoot again, who was good again. Yes, he give away the penalty, but to be honest, I don't think he, he actually saw him when he came in from beyond. Who was Barnsley fell? Don't think he actually saw him, so you can't really blame him. But Porteous just an absolute. Car crash. I'm, I'm glad he's suspended now. He puts him his 10th booking, so at least that's him, I think, for two games or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> so at least he's at least helped two games. But yeah, very, very frustrating. But I've got to bounce back now on Saturday and week. I, I think we, yeah, we absolutely have to see a reaction. But it's difficult because we were talking about earlier on with Ryan Andrews and, and Alan was saying, well, I think he's resting Ryan Andrews' legs. We've got Sierra Alta, who's had very little game time. We've got a number of people who haven't really been getting in. I think on occasions, I could be wrong, it, it might be almost a that Val's trying to rest them for two or three games and, and be really sparing with them, maybe to top up the tank and then put them in for two or three games again. Because I I, I don't personally understand the the Tom Deli Bashiro right back thing. Although I, I thought going forward today, especially in the second half, I thought he combined nicely with Kone personally. But uh, defensively, he's always going to leave you wanting because he's doing that kind of inverted fullback thing where he pushes into midfield and they roar down yeah, the outside. I mean, that's part of the reason why Val was putting him right back because obviously the way Val likes to play, he likes to have his fullbacks tucking in. Obviously, Danny Bashir is a natural centre mid, so naturally he is going to take yeah. him. But obviously, defensively, as a right back, he's always going to be exposed because he's he's not a right back. And again, you can't really blame Danny Bashir because he's been told to play there. So yeah, oh no, I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, again, so if you know if the player's playing out of position, if they, if you make a mistake or whatever, you can't blame him because it's not their natural position. But I, I understand why Val isn't playing Andrews every game because he's a young lad. You don't want to burn him out so quickly. It's all it takes for him is a hamstring injury and then he's done. So yeah, but I'd imagine Andrews will. will come back in on Saturday he's had two, two games about a start now so 
you'd imagine he would come in. Yeah, again, it's just, it really is frustrating because, like I said before, at 2-2, we had them on the ropes. They, they, made, they made a double change. I think it was about 50-odd minutes. They made a double change. I think they took off Sergeant and someone else. I can't remember they took off. And there was like booze on the whole ground. And then, then you thought, yeah, well, then you thought well, we've got them on the ropes here. And then, then obviously, Asprey's goal, my God, that was an outrageous goal. It's one of them where it, it, you won't remember it now because, because we lost, but that goal was just an outrageous goal. I mean, and then got them on the ropes and then... 3-2, 4-2, and then it's just like undone all the hard work. Sorry for straying, but, but yeah, there's still stuff to be positive. We went through this bad, bad rot at the start of the season. We've just got to do it. We've got to find a way to do it again. Well, Rotherham and Huddersfield Town, those are the next two fixtures. Obviously, we were talking about what do we hope to get from on Saturday? What do we hope to get from the next two to three fixtures? Obviously, it, our eyes now turned to the New York. I'm sure you're yeah. going to be you're going to be travelling yeah. up there. It's a it's a question of seeing a reaction. Obviously, Dennis has been. We knew he, he came to us without any match fitness. He's been played out wide left today. He was played down the centre on Saturday. Do you think he's worth starting with down the middle? Or do you stick with Ryovic after a reasonable, a, a better showing for him and a goal, I mean, of course? Because that's the metric that he's, he's always going to be I'm counted against. I'm going to put against. myself in Ishmael's head. I think he will stick with Ryovic purely because Ryovic actually done all right tonight. He scored the goal, even though he did his best to miss it. But he, he, he still scored. Again, De- Dennis, whether that was him just playing out of position or... Him not being fit, and I'll probably go for the latter. He just he isn't fit enough yet. It's again, what, why would you sign a player that you know is not 100% fit? Whether they just thought it was a gamble and they're, they're hoping he can get fit quicker, but it just it's just baffling. Why would you sign a player that's clearly not fit enough? But then you go back to the Leicester game, he, he actually looked really sharp on Saturday, and then you go tonight, didn't look fit at all, but again, played up front on Saturday, played on left wing today, so may, maybe that might have been the case. But would like to see Dennis up front, but I think. Ishmael, I think, probably will stick with Ravich, I've got to be honest. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. We shall see. Well, look, have a good trip there. I'm going to drop you a note because I want to talk to you about something anyway, so I'll do that offline. But have a good journey... Journey west, is it north? Uh, no, no, it's just going to be west, isn't it? Yeah, all the way. West-ish, yeah, I think it's west. Yeah. It's a weird. Norwich Northampton is always quite a weird journey. So it's quite, quite literally middle of nowhere, Norwich Northampton for me. So it's, it's a weird journey. But <laughs> I'll, I'll get yeah, the sat nav saying I'll get home, walk in the door, probably about half past midnight. So yeah. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Danny, Becky, Becky best not- of traveling back there. Oh, no, Becky's not there because she's working. She's, she's teaching. She wasn't able to get there. So it was, it's Danny and his dad there. So there we go. Let's get to Adam in the, in the, Sunny climbs, I think, of Florida, if I remember rightly. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Adam, sir, hit your uh, hit your mic button, and then you can come on and let us know what you think, and then I'm going to be coming across to Nelly and, and then taking it from there. Well Adam, how are you I'm doing, good. sir? Well remembered. Ah, well, there are some things it's I only, have. Only the second time as the well. Ha- I know, but, but in fairness, the hair's going, the waistline's going. At least I've still got some grey matter. I'm holding on to it whilst well, I can. I'm, That'll I'm, do. I'm That'll impressed. Do. As you say. I'm good. <clears throat> Had to watch it in the office, unfortunately, and I'm still there right now. But... Well done. Well done. Well done. They are well done. Look at that. This is what we like to see. We like to encourage Listen. you know, kind of Hornet fans all over the place to be slacking off and watching exactly. football. Excellent. So, first, <laughs> first things first, it was a cracking comeback. When Aspria scored that goal, I was like, oh my oh. God, I, I had to control myself. And then they just stopped playing. I don't know what happened. I know they scored that goal it was against the run of play, but everything was going for what? The fans were on the Norwich's back. They were screaming at the manager, the substitutions they made. Everything was in our favour to go ahead and win that game. And what happened? We just collapsed. It, it was baffling. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm, I'm, I'm a great one for, for the for the phrase, as as with all football cliches, um, but but goals do change games and, and you can see it in the momentum. We just seem to go, oh, well, that, that'll do. That That's how it felt. I know, I'm sure it wasn't how it was, but that's just watching on. It just felt like it was a, a well, to all at, at, at Norwich is a good performance and then we'll step back. And suddenly the team stopped doing what they were doing to have forced let's face it, it we weren't creating great chances he scored somewhere from just outside of Suffolk <laughs> it was a long range effort and he got it in but we were absolutely dominating that half even if we weren't creating Correct. that much and then we seem to choose to stop dominating it I know it sounds ridiculous but that feels like the archetypal it was uh, two points it was or a, so a point drop I don't know how, how else to describe it just clueless <laughs> This can I just say this just goes to show that you may be in you may be in Watford, you may be in Rickmansworth, you may be in Sarratt or Boldington. Doesn't matter. Watfordy travels with you all around the world, including to Florida, even when you're trying to contain yourself because we've just scored a goal from 155 exactly. yards out like Adam just has done. 
it's Watford, Ethan's. Yeah, it's very typical of what we do. But uh, there so you that's go. My take. Everything else has been said about the game. I did think Ryovich had one of his better games as well. But <clears throat> two points. There were two other points that I just wanted to talk about. Has anyone? Fire away, Has sir. anybody been on about this four-year contract given to Ngakia? Because for the life of me, I can't figure out why that is. He plays about two matches a season and then gets injured. <laughs> yes, yes. Co- con- controversy over a contract award for a Watford player. Who knew? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I look at it like this. He was, if, and you can never quite trust all of these kind of salary sport or capology, which are all these databases of supposed wages that the players are on. But players have got bonuses. Players have got clauses in there to know exactly what somebody basic and what they, you, you never know. It's a, it's an estimate, so to speak. And it's, uh, he, he, he has not been on a huge amount on his first contract with mm-hmm. us. A very, a very reasonable, Amount, don't get me wrong, a good salary in most terms, but not in football terms and not even in championship terms. My thought would be, as he has been out for this period of time, it is not beyond the the possibility that a club will look at a servant who is going through that, that injury, coming back into fitness, and then offer them typically a year or maybe two years as a kind of a, not an ex gratia sort of payment, but really just to go, look, we, we've been with you and we appreciate you're going to stay. With Ngakia, I would hope that the opportunity was taken to say, right, this is how much you're getting basic and it's coming down. And this is how much you're going to get by appearance. And that's going up. So it shifts in terms of the balance, not to a pay-as-you-play contract, Mm -hmm. but more of a pay-as-you-play contract to ensure that he is there, he has got skin in the game of him being being available. We do not know because all of these things are quite rightly, as with all employment law, undisclosed to anybody else because it's deep down, it's really got nothing to do with us other than looking at the accounts at the end of the day when they're disclosed, but not by, by his reckoning. I would have thought that would explain the timing of it and the four years is well i know ronald scoff when i turn around and say at least it's an improvement on five but at least it's an improvement (laughs) on five but i would hope that it has been melded to make sure that he has some skin in the game too but has but is incentivized and indeed rewarded for getting back to the point of getting in the team putting in your performances and there being some one appearance money but secondly bonus related to performances as well if that makes sense it's it's very easy to just turn around and say for football for for strikers there's a goal bonus but clean sheet bonus appearances kind of 10 consecutive appearances all of these things to try to just incentivize that player to make sure that he's back in consistently and if he's not and if he is only available for i don't know 20 games a season or 19 games a season or whatever it is there are many of them around then that's what we have but at least he's not costing us an earth i know that's a really damning with faint praise answer but that's what you would hope that the club would be would be doing because otherwise if they've done what they did with backman which is increase his 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 salary exponentially because backman was also on a very meager salary mm-hmm. in fairness to him for his first five years at the club. <laughs> but he didn't have an injury issue he just had a kind of a performance and kind of uh, a bit panicky feel to him in this case of Ngakia, I would certainly hope that some sense has been seen and that a balance between basic and variable pay with uh, incentives has been used. At least I hope. All right. What was my, your second, second thought, sir? Was, all right. This season, I have accepted, well, I, I at the beginning of the season, I thought, well, this is going to be a rebuild. We're not going to go up. There may be, and it doesn't look like we're going to make them anywhere near the playoffs right now. We're going to finish mid-table, I think, maybe lower mid-table. Is this a rebuild? Because looking at that team, Martin's going to go back to Udinese at the end of the year. No great loss. He's not been pulling up daisies, to be honest, for the last few months. Lewis going to go back to Newcastle again. No great loss. We may well sell Aspria. We may sell Andrews. There's like, where is the nucleus of the team? We're talking about giving new contracts to Livermore, who has been brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but he's the guy's going to be pushing 35 next year. And I don't know, like, and... Again, with the money situation and the accounts, it's all very well documented. How much is really available? We don't really know, especially mm-hmm. from these player sales, how much is going to the Macquarie debt and the investment's gone quiet. So is there going to be money available in the summer? And this is a rhetorical question to strengthen the team. And 
push maybe next season towards promotion or is this going to be really going backwards because there's not really a nucleus there in my opinion right now to build around that is the $64,000 question or at least it was now we're in the championship it's the $32,000 question it's it comes down to the fact that depending on what we're going to do with okay we've got we've we've made a profit in the region of kind of the, the high 20s you know, i think it was about 27 24 27 million something like that sorry i've gone through numbers mm-hmm. like like anybody who's reported on this you just go oh thank god i've done that for the year i don't have to worry about it again but you look at that and go right we made 27 million pounds now what are we going to do with that are we going to go and spend that on these bright young players i don't know if you heard earlier on but wendover said about there was a player we tried to bring in but we couldn't bring him in etc we can worry about that but nobody knows the ins and outs of that so he's not here that's fine the question is do you look at that 27 million pounds and say actually that covers our trading losses next year Mm -hmm. but if we don't do anything that just covers the debt (laughs) so if so we don't have to sell anybody or do we turn around and say what we do is we sell those players who are on the most salary and or the ones who can bring in some money and what we do is we rebalance the squad we go and we recruit and we try and bring in a a nucleus it it becomes almost a reset upon a reset for want of a Mm -hmm. better phrase i'm I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I think if you look at the players that that we have, I would be thinking that in terms of the salaried players that you probably have to look at saying, are we getting in the modern Watford world value for the payment that they are getting? And then secondly, can we afford to be paying that level of money? Would be Backman on his new salary there, especially if he's not playing because he can't offer any mm-hmm. value. Loser, a loser. And of course, he's out in, in Lorient trying to hopefully increase his resale value. And if he goes back to France and we get some money for him, happy days. You're probably looking at somebody like, I, I think probably Tom Ince. You're looking at somebody like Wesley Hoot. All of these people will be on 20K plus something along those lines, which you suddenly go, okay, if we brought that down, if we took 20K uh, a, a week out from five or six players, that's 20% of the loss that we're making. Now what we need to do is we need to go and recruit players who, yes, they might be younger. Yes, they might be inexperienced. Yes, they might be lower league players, but they're going to be costing us collectively maybe 20 or 30 grand. So suddenly we're saving 70 grand a week. There will be other, exactly as Wendover said earlier on, non-football related areas where we can make savings as well. But if you look at the monies that are going to be coming in and the monies that are dropping away in terms of the TV revenue, which of course is so disproportionate when you're in the premiership to once you've had the para- to once you've had the parachute payments, it goes from something like a hundred and well around a hundred million pounds of eighty nine, I think it was a million pounds of TV revenue down to circa. I, th- I think on 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 Mike and uh, Kieran talked to Kieran said yeah it's, it's going to come down to eight million once everything is done. You have to readjust at that point, and therefore we have to make sure we cut our cloth accordingly. But then we have to box clever. We have to be in a position to be able to go in and recruit and then coach really well those young players who come through because we have seen it done. We have seen it done incredibly, almost uncomfortably close to where I am. Fortunately for you, thousands of miles away from Luton, it it can be done, but it needs to be everybody kind of pushing in the right direction. And a rebuild is going to take more than one window, especially when we haven't signed anybody really in that window because the other player who's going to go back is the one player we have signed in this window who will go back to being a Knott's Forest mm-hmm. player on circa 70k a week. It, it's so, just interesting yeah. to when Pozzo took over and what he did in a couple of years, that doesn't seem feasible anymore. I don't know the way that we had used the loans from Udinese, etc. They're not doing so well either. They had obviously Granada when mm-hmm. they first came in as well and they were pushing players all over the place and they'd had people like, and everybody always, it's a lazy quote, isn't it? They'd had Alexi Sanchez when he came across to Udinese before selling him to Barcelona. But they were on the, the, the crest of a wave. They bought everything in and of course they got this club which they bought for, what, Circa? I think it was, I believe it was something along the range of something like five. 500,000 pounds plus covering something along the lines of 8 million debt. Uh, Those could be completely erroneous numbers and it doesn't really matter. The point is what we have done is we have driven up that debt. Yes, a lot of it is to the owner and and some people will be more comfortable with that than others. Some of it has been to third party areas and other parts have been this debt that you get when you sell a player and then call factor Mm -hmm. debt and then you basically take a loan out against (coughs) the fee so you can realise that cash straight away. Well, if we look at what's happened with the monies that have been bought in from from Yao Pedro, I was under the understanding that actually Yao Pedro was an initial cash purchase. So that's 30 
20 million literally up front from from Brighton. My my assumption would be that the sell-on clause was negotiated down in order to get that, I mm-hmm. shouldn't wonder, which will be interesting come the end of the year, but not completely out, but down certainly. Uh, but of course, how much of that has been spent? It hasn't because we've got these underpinning losses. And I think we need to get to a point where that operation runs as close to sustainably as possible, whereby we are losing less than... £13 million a year operationally. Once we're at that stage, we can start thinking about what we spend because then we're not hitting into kind of FFP territory. Personally, I'd like I'd like us not to be making any losses and be an absolutely positively sustainable club. But hey, who knows? We'll see where, we'll see where we go. And, no, they're not. And that's why I'm saying if you get to that point and it's £13 million, the championship at this moment in time, financial fair play rule, is... If a club is, what's the phrase I'm looking for, subsidised by the owner, they can make £13 million losses per year and it's recorded after three years. So effectively, don't make a £39 million loss in any one individual three-year period. Now, if you look at if you look at the latest uh, accounts that came out where we've made that profit, yes, I, I appreciate I'm talking about the difference between an operational an operational loss and a complete overtrading profit with the player trading part of it. And that's why my concern is that we haven't bought in enough players to trade in two or three or four years and make that part of it. But hey, look, better people than me at the club will I'm sure be looking at that and going, yes, we need to do that. Because no no club can run on 22 players for a full season. They just get knackered legs like yes. we saw tonight. <clears throat> Adam, sir, we, when we last spoke, you said that you quite often, you're playing on a Saturday morning as we're playing on a Saturday afternoon. Are you still getting out I there and playing yourself? I still am playing. On, and, oh, and our game's got that. forward to like, they start at 9am right now. So I'm missing the first half. I usually have my phone on the sideline with the game on. <laughs> That's, so, have, have you ever scored? No, I, I come come off to the side and then found out that we've scored. And that would that would be. And the I'm last sure the time I scored a goal was about five years ago. I play. I usually ah. play right back, and I'm 53, and I'm too old, so I can't get up the field very well. 53 is a great age. I'm only saying that because I was 54 okay. last week. There you go. I fell down the stairs on my birthday. I know, birthday. I heard. Don't do it. Don't do it. As a, uh, to, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be better than it was as an experience. Overrated. Don't fall downstairs. Not a good one. Adam, sir, lovely to hear from you. Look forward to uh, catching up with you a third time at some point soon. Adam from Florida there, everybody. We like that very much. Hi, this is Troy Hawk, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, we always, uh, on Saturday, we started with him. Now we're going to finish with him before we get into the five words and the, you know, all of that nonsense. Uh, let's get across to, uh, to Neil Nelly Connor. Nelly, how are you doing? Hey, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking of contacting the Pidge because I know he works in the NHS and putting him on standby to receive people like you and Ant. Hearing, hearing all sorts yeah. of stories of injuries tonight. So far, I have fallen out of the loft one Christmas and then on my birthday, I've fallen down the stairs. <laughs> Don't worry, nothing was injured, but there is a large dent at the bottom of our stairs now, which is what I can only describe as fat bloke yeah. shaped. But never mind about that. Never mind. Uh, all right. I'm How's just picking up on some stuff that was said. You heard, I heard you mention me earlier as the optimist. Now, that, so that comes from, I'm going into my 57th year of support in Watford. So oh, I like, I've always wanted to be at that age where I start talking every conversation with telling people how old I am. I didn't realise it was going to come at 54. This is good. Go on, Ellie, carry that on. doesn't make me any better qualified to comment on your podcast against any other person. It just means that I've probably got more defeats under my belt than some of the other guests that come on. <laughs> Well done for clutching defeat from the jaws of age. I like that. Good. If if unfortunately I was to fall out the loft and check out when hopefully when St. Peter met me at the top, if I was to be able to look back at my life support in Watford, you can probably imagine that I'm higher up than where I went in. 
the team is higher up than when I went in as a seven-year-old as I am now. We're higher up in the football community. So that's why sometimes I come across very positive because at the moment I'm satisfied over my lifespan where the club went, where it began when I first started supporting it and where it is now. Yeah, I'm not naive. Of course, I realised that, and I said it before, that there may be dark days ahead trying to get money. We can't sustain the football club just on gate receipts. We need investment. We need football payments from television companies, etc. But that's for those type of things. I can listen to them, think about them, but I wouldn't lose sleep over them. Not really. Not through some of the times that I've been on this journey with Watford so it it does look I don't like losing any game and that game means games I played in a kid I don't like watching my stepsons lose games I don't like losing and full stop and if I lose I'm not happy I will clap if I think the players have done well but I'm not happy but then again I've clapped when we've stood up and clapped to celebrate someone's life that's just passed away. Clapping doesn't necessarily mean happy. Clapping is a is a sign of applause if you think that someone has done a good job. So that's good. my excuse for clapping at the end of a game. I didn't go tonight. I'm on you. office duty, unfortunately, for someone that's not very well. But what I would say is, yeah, you get to a point in that game where we fight back to take it 2-2, and then that's more disappointing that the fight back seemed to fizzle out. The yeah. It was great listening. I had to listen to it on Five Live. But it, it, that's a disappointing thing for me. But in the scheme of things, it, you may come back to me on the phone towards the end of the season and go, well, there you go, Nelly. It's totally now. It's mathematically impossible to make the playoffs. What do you think? And I'll say probably what we all thought, mid-table, uh, maybe higher than, slightly higher than mid-table. But this was supposed to be a reset season. I can understand the frustration from people that come and joined this football club to support this football club when they were at a much higher point in the football family than when I joined because they've probably only seen a successful football club playing at the top. I can understand their frustrations. Believe me, trust me, I can. But as for the scheme of things at the moment, can we just, we might just this season throw that monkey off the back that that the press absolutely loved taking the piss out of us over is the revolving manager the revolving doors for a football manager. That would be one step mm -hmm. in the right direction that we can show faith with someone. So that not only means that the that the owners have to show faith, that us as fans have to accept that if we won every single football game, we would be up there with City. We're not going to win every single football game. Mathematically impossible. We went back a couple of seasons ago when we got demoted and we flew under Cisco. But times have changed. Times will change. The team has changed. Personalities come, personalities go. So that's always, for me, going to be one of the issues. But if we are rebuilding, if we've got a manager that seems to have total control of the dressing room and we don't have a, a dressing room full of prima donnas that think they just take the money and don't give a damn, well, that's a good start for me. And then what will be at the end of the season? Do I panic over a night like tonight? No. Am I disappointed? Hell, I am, especially coming back from 2-0 down and then losing it. Of course, I'm disappointed, really disappointed. You heard the disappointed side of me when I spoke to you after the Cardiff game. So it's one of those things. It, we look forward now to Saturday. On paper, we should beat Rotherham. But then again, we're Watford. <laughs> we come back to we come back to Adam's point about being Watfordy, which is what we are. No, you're absolutely right, Nelly. Well done, sir. Well, 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 well said. Let's get back to talking about happy clappers and those people who aren't happy about things. And it's fine to be both. The whole world is divided into people who have differences of opinion. That's not the issue. The issue is when one of them tells the other one they're not allowed to have that opinion. That's fundamentalism. That's not what we need. We don't need anybody to turn around to anybody else and say, you are not entitled to that opinion. Because you know what? That's bollocks. You are entitled to your opinion. What you are not entitled to do is foist your opinion and your values on absolutely everybody else in the world to force them to believe and agree with you. That's ridiculous, and that's not what this place is. This place is just to come on, have a chat, have a rant after a game, 
if it makes somebody's day a little bit better, then happy day. If it doesn't, then we'll try better next time. But there we go. Let's get to five word reviews. This is the important stuff. Rich says, and we all know what Rich's thoughts of, of Valar. And he says, plays not to lose, but loses. We remember Rich WFC2 has said that before he wanted to see the handbrake taken off. And the one positive was he wasn't losing. Well, obviously, when we've just had three defeats in a row, he's pointing out that he's losing. Simon Parkin says, woeful, better. Strike. Woeful again. Yes, that, that was the order of the game. It, we, I thought we started off for the first five or ten minutes, but then when we can, when we conceded that first goal, I agree with you entirely. Woeful, better, strike, and woeful again. Carbs, hello, Andrew, says, team looked knackered. Dennis, anonymous. Alan Lathwell heard him at the start. Giving up just isn't acceptable. Hampshire Hornet, next season won't be pretty. Hey, it might be, it might not be. Opinions, again, are going to be divided. I'm looking at the operational expenses, the thing, the trend that underlies the club. If the club come out and talk to us a bit more about how they're going to mitigate that, how they're going to work that, and yet still be competitive, happy day. Happy day indeed. In the meantime, we've sold some players and we've got some profit. The question is, what are we going to do with that profit? Are we just going to use it for next year's kind of make weights? And we're not going to use it like an awful lot of the cash that has flown into the club that has not then been seen back out on the pitch. Or what are we going to do? That's going to be over to the club to talk to us about in due course. Good, bad and ugly Watford, says Louis Tashira. Brian Edwards says a spree of worldy all in vain. Dr. Dickie Sutton. Hello, Dr. Dickie Sutton says play Dennis down the centre. Yes, we were talking about that. Alan Lathwell. Atwell is totally corrupt, he says. He described him as the most corrupt match official in world football, which I don't know about you, but I found extremely pleasing. Michael Froome said no investment catches up, uh, catches you up. Very good. That's five words you got that in. Oh, Uncle Ron says get out Pozzo and Ishmael. There you go. Hello, Uncle. We had a different representative from from Florida today. John Parslow says only 12 points from safety. Oh, oh, John's looking down. That's what three games defeats will do. Willie Eckers like, oh, I got to meet. He said, not even 11th now, Pete. Oh, crikey. Well, we took a range of things. We went down the bunker and we're going to put something out probably Thursday. It won't be very much. It'll just be me, Justin and Carl, talking nonsense per normal. But we uh, we had the old microphone with us and we were finding out where people thought we were going to be finishing. And it did vary. And and some people, I'm not going to say Nelly, were extremely hopeful and confident. And, and that's fine. Brian Edwards says, losing to these tossers, inexcusable. Everyone do them Euro Millions lottery, he says. Okay, there's a plan. Harry says, fuck off back to Newcastle. Lewis, he then adds, Andrews has dirt on Val. Butterfly 2.0. Oh, really? Andrews does. Why isn't he getting to play then? Ben says, Ben Matthew 67 says, Porteous, Lewis, piss poor again. James DJ says, flat as a Watford pancake. Oh, of course, it's pancake day. Why haven't I had pancakes? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm fat enough and I just need to stop falling downstairs before that happens again. Carl Campion says, should have worn a wake it. I don't think that really made any difference. Silgerman says, I don't care. I'm in Bali. Oh, Silgerman, I don't care. If that is a bit gloaty, this is for you. What I'm liking is the fact that we've got somebody there in Bali. You've got all the things to do. You're still focusing in on this. Well done, Silverman. Well done. Malk, Hell Hole Island says, another game just given away. Ben's back again. Stuart, Stuart Atwell is still a see you next Tuesday. Gary Selwood says, please start a spree. Pretty please. Carl Campion, Cespet FC, still missing Morris. Gary Selwood back again. Had the momentum and then... Mm, very much indeed. Nero the Golden Dog says League One in two years. Paul of Paul and the Ball says wrong team picked again by Val. Brian Cripps gives it all. Oh, let's have a look at this. These are five lines here. Right, are we ready? Another fucking frustrating result. Norwich were clearly there for the taking. We gifted them two goals in the first half. Our defence clearly isn't good enough. Playoff hopes look grim now in my book. Oh, my, I, yeah, I'd agree with you. Phil Marbles says Uncle Ron is a nonce. Doesn't seem really a, a, a positive thing to say, but I think he's disagreeing with with Ron's earlier comment, disparaging Mr. Pozzo and Val. So there's an opinion there. Jimmy Martin uses three poo emojis. Now, we don't do emojis to word exchange rates, but I think you can have a few more poo emojis next time, Jimmy. No problem. Roy Cripps says, uh, scared, Norwich, win, absolutely fuming. Dr. Dickie Sutton, don't sack the fucking manager, he says. Gary Selwood, Hamer, Hoot, Lewis, Hoot, Hamer, he says. Mm-hmm. Gary, or from Big Val tonight, Hornet Haikus. Here we go. Sitting comfortably, everybody? Good. You won't win many playing like Norwich tonight. But Watford obliged. That's good. 
that's good. I always read these, those, and, and, and I appreciate my performance of them is lacking in both the gravitas and indeed delivery. But what fine words. Searsy says, Emma, Dennis, Aspria, Pollock, Andrews. Thank you for that. Snell CJ says, Stuart Atwell is a wanker. I can't deny it. Stuart Atwell is getting rinsed here this evening. And to be quite frank, you've probably never been prouder of you all. Well done. Well done, everybody. Mark Carpenter says, hard work undone by sloppiness. Brian Edwards says, should have brought Dennis on. We did bring Dennis on, but we brought him on in a strange place. How long to go till May the 4th, Middlesbrough away, asks Carl Wilson. Carl is already starting the countdown, everybody. Peter Lee says, having an early night, everyone. (laughs) Quite right. Hornet 49, different game same old shit Tyler says how did Lewis go pro oh Carl's back slipping down the league like a bar of soap in prison that that turned more graphic than I really needed it to Carl Carl does a good line in in very image based statements Simon Watford FC says play for more than 20 minutes is that I don't know is that an effect of having the the very tight squad are we going to be playing in patches and periods because we finding it very hard to sustain for longer periods? Start playing from the start, says Simon. Retep Nilmot says, rope-a-dope not working. Gary Short, remember Val happy with squad? Nathan Harrison, FIFA ratings are still generous. They went up. FIFA ratings? Whose FIFA ratings were those? I don't know. I'm not sure. Don't pass to Dennis in our half, says Hornet006. Whose is that? Carl Wilson's back again. Oh, he's just put shit times five. That's an economy of words I... I Kind of admire a squad of continued neglect, says Stuart Cashmore. Charlie Pod said, We scored two goals in the rain away from home. Be positive. I sense sarcasm there, Charlie. I do indeed. WFC Chef says 4 3 3 every single sodding game. Vince Smith says, Potso out, Val out, Vince out. <laughs> He's used six words there, but I'll be honest with you. I don't mind that a job. That was good. It was concise. It was punchy. It was rhythmic. I liked it very much. Matthew Burns says, at well, up to usual show. We're just going to have to do a spaces at some point on just Stuart Atwell. Oh, I see Mr. Mike Parkin is there. Mike, sir, if we ever do manage to do that eventual kind of do not scratch a rookery end, we'll have to call it the Stuart Atwell special and just basically do that. That'd be a good way to do something because he's liked by Watford fans no end. It's right up there with, uh, we can have Roger, Roger Milford as the as the follow-up. That's for people of a certain age. Dylan Thompson started us off, said Shredbear squad looks tired. Yell 999 says Norfolk hope of a playoff. Norfolk hope. Oh, that's very good. Slow of mind and body, said WFC Chef. Prezzo says, how does Espria score a screamer when we constantly concede two? Robert Hewitt, we heard him from him earlier on, said, as bad as Porter's commentary. Gary Porter was doing commentary today. Fine player indeed. Fine player. Cocom's first time I'd have heard him there, so I want to go and have a listen to that. Once again, another three Ps. Piss poor performance, says Neil Dean. Kevin Jackson says, risk of promotion successfully avoided. Mark Calder, a spree star. However, we are shite. Kevin Jackson, that's superb. I like that very much. Marco Eusebio says, shit football by shit players. Hmm, good. What for Stasis says, Gino Pozzo destroyed the club. Lisa Atkins says, potty arse, no thank you. That's, I have no idea what that means, but it sounds not positive. And we'll finish off on the five words with Don Pierce that says, bring in a defensive coach for fuck's sake. There you go. That's good. That's good. Right now, let's get across to the long forms. How many of those have we? Oh, my Lord. We've got lots of people wanting to say lots of things. Let's have a look. Alex King says, judging off his recent performances for Gillingham and run tonight for their penalty, Hurtado looks like he may be a player for us in the future. I'm clutching at straws for positive thoughts. Alex, that's a great shout because actually when we're talking about polishing up gems, Hurtado is the last one to have been bought in, even though he's been kicking around Colombia for a season or so already before he's been brought over. And if he's getting game time at Gillingham, that's a good point. That is a good positive. Like that, Wendover, in future, turn around to me and say, what about Hurtado? And then watch me flannel away. Wendover Horn says, Hoot is only 29 and will be 30 next year, not 35. He has several seasons left at him. Who said he was 35? I don't know. I didn't mean he was 35. I, I said that I could see him going out because he was. he is on in excess of 20 grand a week, I'm sure. New TV deal for the championship next season. Yes, nowhere near Premier League levels, but improved on the current deal. It's not been done. It's not been agreed yet. If it is, hopefully so. Edo Kiembe is 25. On his form up until January the 1st, I'd argue that he has gone up in value from what he what we paid for him and is an asset. I've got no argument that he's an asset. What I'm saying is, are you putting him in the same category as somebody who is going to be going for 12 to 13 million pounds? Because I simply am not. The other thing with the selling 
to the market is the fact that look at what the market did this January and look what it did last last August. There are very few clubs going out and throwing wedge on the table and going, I want that player for 30 million. They aren't everywhere. They aren't huge. They, they, they just aren't. There's what you, you've got in our division, what you've got Leeds and you've got Leicester. Well, Leicester made some, but they sold obviously Harvey Barnes and they sold Oh, crikey, Madison to Tottenham. So those are selling players to Newcastle and Tottenham, respectively. Who else? They will go and buy, again, fresh players who've gone in and and done a job, but they kept the majority of what they had. Can you tell me that a team who is prepared to put wedge down circa 15 to 20 million for Edo Kayembi is going to do so? Because he's not going to get in their squad. That was my point. Dr. Diddy Sutton says, right, Alan's right. A big Pozzo error was to downgrade the academy. It was a stark admission that we are incapable of producing elite talent for a Premier League team. But as a championship club, we now need to turn to it. Next, we need Adeyemo fit, Shaq Ford to be given a chance. Well, Shaq Ford seems to be doing pretty well at Leighton Orient. So, yeah, he's still there. But the question is... If you're Shaq Ford and you keep getting punted out because he's been out to York and he's been out to Leighton Orient, and when he was being played in pre-season, he was being played in central defensive midfield, if you recall. Is he really going to come back in here and do that? And is the club going to give him a chance? I really hope they do. That would be really nice. Adi Yamo, as we said earlier on, is apparently what was going to be involved with the under-21s. I haven't had a chance to take a look at it, so we will see. But that's absolutely the case. But I agree with you. The Championship Club and the Academy has to be linked, I think we've got to look at the profile of the players because if we keep producing Sancho's and Amas's and Graval, what was his name? I can't remember the lad who went to Man City. As the uh, If we keep bringing in fantastic technicians, then those clubs are going to come and snuffle us. But for me personally, I'd also be looking at other physicality elements as they have with, for example, Josh Coburn at Middlesbrough and when Ollie McBurney came through at Swansea. Here were players who came in who were physically ready for the championship and then they continue to develop technically not to the same level as the Sancho's and the Amaces etc but very useful in the championship and I think we can look at that and we can also be doing what clubs like Blackburn have done who uh, Blackburn if you don't know have been snuffling around the academy release lists in the northwest for about a decade and doing pretty well out of it. See the lad who was, oh God, what's his name? Adam Warden, who who got his move in the in the transfer window. EMV, God bless all, on to Rotherham. Night. <laughs> Night. Stephen Atkinson says, Watford FC confirms that its academy status plan with the EPPPP plan will be directed towards category three. When was that said? When was that said? That was a little while ago, I think. But no, it's a thank you. Thank you for posting that up. So we've got that Wendover says, agree, we need to restock the conveyor belt in the summer with several 2.5 to 3 million pound gems to polish and convert them into 10 million pound players. I hope that's the plan. I'm with you all the way there, Greg. Absolutely. Hampshire Hornet. And, and in fairness, can I also just state that plan is exactly what Uncle Ron was asking, not last preseason, but the preseason before that. We're saying, look at what's happening. And I remember him talking, pointing at Burnley. And I appreciate a lot of people will be going, Uncle Ron, tut, 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 tut. but that's what he was saying. And that, I, I don't disagree with, with that as a potential way to go. In addition to the, if we've got the Potsos there, in addition to the Potso network as well, I don't, I'm not, not just putting all of our irons into one fire, but we should be looking at we should be looking at others as well. Hampshire Hornet, can't rebuild if you refuse to invest. Exactly my point. Montana, Val has made multiple has said multiple times that he wanted a small squad and is happy with the squad. I get that. I get that. That's a very fair point. My question is, Rob Edwards said exactly the same thing when he was saying such things as, no, I'm absolutely perfectly happy to play Hassan Kamara at right wing back. I would suggest that I would put that into the category of bollocks and corporate speak and not wanting to say something about in disagreement with the harmony of the club. I do not criticise Val when I say that. I don't criticise Rob for having said it. The point is, on the bench tonight, he's got players who have got so many miles in their legs this season that making a change is not making a material difference. I just, I don't, I'm sorry, I, I get it. He wants a small squad, but we went from 24 players to 22. Don't think that was where Val saw it was going. And as we heard earlier on, we missed out on players. Greg Wendover said about missing out a player who was at, uh, at Peterborough. So I don't think the plan was sitting there to go, no, what we need to do is basically get it down until we've got a five-a-side team. I jest. We need to have something that's workable. With our schedule, with the championship, 
It's just too much. Brian Edwards, let's not forget who Dennis's agent is. We have an unfit player for a position we don't need to recruit for. The buyout connection with Pozzo has cost us millions. The Big Lebowski says, get the feeling that this is our season over. Fasnax of Vienna. Oh, very good. That was a good. Did you get the fourth or the third goal? Don't know. Uh, in so far as no hope of the playoffs, but enjoying some ups and downs and entertainment. And then who the fuck knows? I think personally, it's way better than the worry of relegation. I hope for a respectable finish. Well said. Hampshire Hornet, 100%. Pete, the issue is not this season, it's beyond. Yeah, absolutely. We have to shift nearly 30 million in players a year based on current finances to merely reach neutral. That's when assuming we won't sign any. We maybe have, have that in the squad now. But when we sell those, who's going to be left? Absolutely. Well, both myself, and it was just me going through the accounts, and uh, and Mike on From the Rookery End spoke with Kieran today. Not Kieran today, but it was recorded and then released today. And I, I think when you see uh, all of the stuff that they're doing, and good husbandry of the club does not stop. It has to carry on. And as the income reduces it has to go it probably is going to have to go further however the income the wages figure for example that was quoted today imagine that you've got basically a reduction from literally two years ago when the wages was about 85 last year it was down at 63 this year it was circa 48 i think mike mike keep me honest um, it was in in and around that so it, it's reducing on a sliding scale it doesn't just reduce in blocks we just record it on the annual chances are that wage bill is already lower than that. So hopefully it will be improving so it isn't 30 and it gets to 20 or what have you, but we'll see. Uh, James, WFCH James says, doing well. Uh, we're, we're below where we finished last season. That was that was in response to that. Yeah, absolutely. This time last year, many were saying the Porteous should be made captain. If not immediately, then certainly in the future. Is he another player who had his br- level brought down by playing for us? He wouldn't be the first, second or third. This has happened to. Well said, Stephen Atkinson. Very good point. Very good observation. We do have a wonderful list of players who've started off, especially done their debuts. And, and we've gone, wow, what have we got here? And never quite kept up with that. Alan Lathwell says, players not applauding the fans, particularly away from home, is totally unacceptable. I'd advocate finding a week's wages for players who don't. I agree completely. Don't know if we did or didn't do that tonight because obviously a lot of people were also, it's a school night and they were going, nah, all right, okay, let's get off. Brian Edwards, the anger should be aimed at Gino Pozzo. He's caused the destruction of our squad through years of mismanagement of players and staff and recruitment. Duxbury on one million. It's almost irrelevant. His salary wouldn't buy four or five players. Duxbury isn't going to sell any. Anytime. Pozzo isn't going to sell anytime soon. Oz, Watford NZ, says Beverly Hills Cop 3. Don't quite know what that means, but fair enough. I'll take it nonetheless. Hampshire Hornet says Alan is right. Enjoy Kone, Espria and Andrews for the next couple of months. All will be gone in the summer. Issues, issue is club. Uh, clubs will know we need to sell, so we won't be holding out for the top price. Question is, who's then going to replace them? Yeah, no, the, I think you have to look at it as the players that we can sell if if that does happen and and we're forced to because of what I mentioned earlier on, i.e., a contracting buying market means that supply and demand means the price of those assets. If, if you've got less need for it, <laughs> that that asset dwindles. What does that do to the price of the club? And I appreciate that you could be looking at how much debt is owed to Gino Pozzo, but actually, what is the club worth if that if that wasn't there at the same time? So we'll see how things continue. It's always going to be a roller coaster and a soap opera mixed into one, not necessarily with a safety belt. Stephen Atkinson also said, "Please to listen tonight to hear the first use of a brand new word." <laughs> Catastoric. We like new words here. We don't feel that we should be limited simply to an actual normal vocabulary, Stephen. Well, but well said. I did pick up on that, but I didn't. VI, Val, this is Hampshire Hornet, says, was abs- has absolutely been hamstrung by our lack of quality and depth. But let's not kid ourselves. He's not a good coach. The only reason he's still in a job is because we don't have the money to sack him. And Potso out uh, has lost interest. I did, especially when I was talking through the stuff with, with Justin, Previously, i.e. The, the previous year when we lost Rob Edwards, we lost Favon Bilic and, and we had Chris Wilder last time. So when we released those, we only had to pay for two of those because they weren't signed on long, long-term contracts. So it basically came down to just under £2 million in terms of termination. There may have been some players' involvement in that as well, but it was significantly less than it had been previously 
when we had lost Crikey. I'm just trying to think that we'd lost. We jettisoned Cisco. We bought in Ranieri on a two-year roll. I can't remember what we bought on um, Roy Hodgson on, but we ended up losing. It was over. It was just shy of £8 million. It was the value of the total match day revenue. So everything that you purchase, including your season ticket and everything that we go along to do on a match day, that was spent on on paying back out to them. So the fact that you're saying can't afford to sack them, we certainly don't want to be paying that out again. But we have made a profit with the player sales. Yes, we could theoretically utilize that to, to sack a, a manager, but I don't think that's the best use at the moment. Justin said, it wasn't the grass that tickled your ass, it was my finger. Sorry, was singing along to magic moments there. Okay, thank you for that, Justin. Always adding value. Watford Limericks, here we go. We enjoy a great goal by a Spreer. He can play with great nerve and no fear. But if the rest of that lot have just lost the plot, there's little else we can cheer. That's very, very good. I like that, Watford Limericks. That's, that's I, I have to say, rhyming with a Spreer with fear, it, it was an excellent piece of direction, and I, I took it eagerly. Brian Edwards says, early Valentine's gift for Norwich. We even lube ourselves up. It's a little visceral, but there we are. Our defence is non-league standard. Hoot cannot do it all. Louis Tashira and Norwich have scored four goals without really having to do much today. That's a very fair point. As well as we fought back in the second half, we let them back into it far too easily. Not a good day, but on to Rotherham. Malk says, Norwich were average, but they attacked in numbers and looked dangerous. It's not fucking hard. We were way too laboured going forwards yet again. The right-back weakness was obvious from minute one. TDB is great, but not a fucking right-back. And did Ryo touch it in the second half? I thought he had periods in the second half where he came back in front of his own defence and was doing some doing some reasonable stuff. Carl Wilson says, been saying it for months that this season is not a rebuilding season. It's a survival season, and it will be like that for a number of seasons. Pete, how many free kicks or corners have we scored from since having a set-piece coach? Oh, blimey, Carl, give me a hope. That's a very good question, actually. Uh, didn't we score uh, a couple of goals from set-pieces, and then we all came out and said, when did we last do that? And it was Middlesbrough or something like that. I'm going to have to go and look at that. That's a very good question, Carl. And says, we have met a lot of youth players, let a lot of youth players go until the the Lady Min, what? Lost so many gems now, we could have probably made 20 million without them even being in the first team. But we don't seem to sign any youth until the last minute and they tell us to fuck off. Yeah, Well, it's going to be difficult because if you look at somebody like Sancho or you look at an Amas or you look at a, I can never remember the lad's name, the little left back who went off to Man City, they come in and will offer cash, not just to the player, but they're because these aren't players who are necessarily moving on professional contracts. They're moving on graduate graduate scholar they're moving from one academy to another but suddenly the dad ends up having a house and working <laughs> it's there's ways and means that make it very easy for them to take them up there and then there's a guaranteed contract there at the end of it it's not just the fact that we are not managing it well it is also effective that the epp the uh, the elite player performance plan makes it very difficult for us to keep it the cost to be a a level 1 academy is pretty punitive and they can still come and get it and they can still come and get your players. It's a, it's not true to say they can't. And also said, come on, give me, get me, I've already got you in twice. Prezzo, the guy who says who isn't 35, they were talking about Livermore, not who when discussing and pushing 35. Thank you, Prezzo. Much appreciated that. There you go. Yeah. He's 34 going into 35, isn't he? uh, Livermore. Carl Wilson then says, I expect us to stay up this season. So Val is doing a great job. There you go. And cheers, mate. Should be okay. Just a weird moment. All good now, but on, okay, good stuff. Yeah. No, and seems to be, uh, seems to be all right. Slatan, what is he saying? Well, Slatan says he was good things. Even now, I think Troy would be a better job up front than what we have i assume he's a free agent oh could could you imagine all all i'll say is there'll be there'll be an explosion in florida if he's put on a five-year contract carl wilson we play okay till it went three two geordie wax if we're looking for injuries pretty sure i got a concussion last week playing football shit good unreal shit shittest i think that's again another summary brian edwards said ishmael after the game when a player comes on the pitch they need to have desire to help the team we feel let down in this situation the first goal one of the basics of football is to win your duels. The fourth goal was so easy, it was unacceptable. There you go. And some comments are after. Oh, well, there we go. Beerhead says, poor decision to leave Lewis on and not Dennis up top continues to not start strongest squad. I think most people here have said that they'd like to see Dennis through the sense to give us something different. Even if he doesn't start, 
today he was too easily isolated because once the ball came to him, he, he had two on him. What happens if Rotherham defeat Henry? Henry, who, uh, to be honest with you, it's football. Things carry on. It's just what it is, but we'll discuss it nonetheless. Uh, Steve Cooper says, what the hell was that, Charlie Pod? Kids, don't do drugs. I wonder why you're saying that. I have no idea. Uh, uh, drugs had no part in my collapse down the stairs, Charlie, I can assure you. Carl Wilson then says, Ant needs to chill and breathe. Our squad is mid-table at best. Fair enough, good stuff. And I agree with the chill and breathe and just rest up. No need to worry about it. No need to panic. WFC Chef says, Wagner's move to put an extra body in midfield had allowed them to set traps to force turnovers. Got booed, but he changed the game. Val sticks rigidly to 4-3-3, even when Dennis was left at, was left, uh, sorry, I'll get this right in a minute, was left out, without left, was clearly not working and his pace centrally couldn't scare them. Could, it could have scared them, sorry. Manager as stubborn as the owner. Sorry, uh, WFC Chef, that's a great point, and I made an absolute cods of reading it out. I do apologise. Getting late, what can I say? Jesse Hornet says, uh, never starts the strongest team. I feel a corner flag coming soon. Hope not. Really reckon, but so, here we go. What's this ant fella on about? Asked exiled Dublin Hornet. He was talking about collapsing there. Oh, Snowboy, we didn't get to Snowboy on, on Saturday. There isn't any money. Come on. No money means no new signings. Next season, if Pozzo fails to invest, sells or find investment will be a massive struggle. Profit does not mean that the money will go towards team. Absolutely. Profit means we stay afloat for the time being. Bon chance. We are broke. Wise up and listen. Kone, Espria, Andrews and Porches will all be sold in the summer. Well, do you think we'll get somebody from Portis or something? Never a rebuild under Geno, says Henry. We'll have less resources next summer and have to sell our young talent. Delusional. Look, it w- it'll be what it'll be because Watford is our team. If we want it all to go and celebrate a team that wins everything, they're at Manchester City. Go fill your boots. We don't. We all choose a harder, a less palatable option. We want different things, but nobody goes and supports Watford because we're all glory hunters. We know that. We're here for the journey, not the twinkly, spangly prizes. Yes, it would be nice to have one. Of course it fucking would, because that would shut that lot up the road for once, which would be nice. But there's a different value thing. There's a different thing in there so that when it when something does happen that's good it feels so much better because it's real and it's earnest this may end up becoming something that it's hard to uh, what's the phrase that it's hard to uh, find palatable in terms of having to cut our cloth downwards so to speak that may be with that we may just be able to bring out some wonderful stars that we recruit from the from the potso network but over the last five or six years We've actually mainly relied on people who happen to be in the table. That's the honest truth of it. We know it is. Will KMB make us a profit? Don't know. We'll see. He may well do. Greg may be completely right. I may be completely right. It doesn't really matter because next week and the week after that, we'll all support Watford. And that's the important thing. That's the important thing. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.